and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? So, welcome to episode 44 of the Money Magic Podcast. (laughs) I am so, so um, excited because today we have one of my dear friends, Agnes, and she's all the way from Canada, and she's going to be talking to us about healing and trauma and her insights And wow, you guys are in for such a treat. So I met Agnes through a mastermind, the same mastermind when, if you guys have seen the episode I did with Casey, um, I interviewed Casey, we all belong to the same mastermind. So yeah, we all have like these beautiful conversations, but Agnes and I are accountability partners. So every Monday for like the last, I think, seven months, we meet up and we talk and we share our heart's desires. Honestly, those Monday calls have been a lifeline and they've really helped me not really even feel locked down. So welcome, Agnes. Thank you for saying yes to this podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> that feels so good. It's so like... I've been in a space where my heart keeps on feeling like it's expanding constantly. So I appreciate, I appreciate you having me here. Oh, thank you for saying yes. Um, I really do love interviewing people around trauma and money and their journey. Mm. And just like people that I have seen continuously do the work that I absolutely admire mostly on this podcast though I interview my clients and my students because those are also the people that I've seen continuously do the work Mm -hmm. um but yeah 
please tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What are your hobbies? What moves you? What motivates you? <laughs> Okay, amazing. There's so many things. I'm like so multi, like dynamic and passionate. So I always find this question like amazing because I love the expansiveness of it. But um, so I if, like simply put, I'm a dating and flirting coach. And that's something that I really stepped into because I realized that's what I've been up to this last like little while, like in my own journey and how I am with life and how I see life in like such a childlike way. And I wanted to bring it in a little bit more like potency around it because there's beautiful things around language. And like, you know, I used to call myself a seductive transformational coach and an embodiment coach and all these things. And I'm like, ooh, it feels so juicy and delicious. But now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, I want it to be straightforward, very direct, to the point. People understand dating, people understand flirting, and then getting it from this perspective of who I am, from sensuality, from a space where you could embody every part of yourself, from your unique expression, like all of these components where you get to literally show up as yourself in your entirety and not do it from, you know, like having to have a particular person in your life because of a fulfillment that traditionally you think that needs to happen because you need to get married you need to have kids it's like I'm all about being like what is your truth what is like freedom for you in a relationship and like curating those experiences those workshops things like that and like really having an experience that is different for each individual person and for me like my passions my hobbies there's I love like I honestly love so many things I'm an artist at heart I'm very creative I love design and beauty uh, fashion makeup I'm I'm love also like being very intentional with how I eat so I am vegan and like what I bring into my body, self-care is really crucial and important. And it's not even the thing that is like a nice to have. It's, it is like the way to be living and like showing up in your life. Uh, nature, like huge nature, but I also love luxury. So it's just like, I'm like this interesting blend of everything. I'm like, oh, I would love to wear something like this organic and delicious on my body. But at the same time, like, I want to stay somewhere like luxurious and beautiful. So it's like this interesting blend. Like, and yeah, once you get to know me a little bit more, you'll start to like. And I love yeah. that about you. Cause <laughs> so like what I love about you is how um, you're so committed also to self-care. Like guys, Agnes is also a self-care queen. So she and I like, swap stories of like oh my gosh we're going to get this massage this week this is what needs to be done like so dedicated to self-care and I really really love that so before we even dive in like tell us what got you into self-care and why do you think self-care is such an important part of the healing journey oh my gosh thank you for that question because it is like the it is like you know you spoke about the lifeline for me it's it's a non-negotiable I will 
take longer to be in bed and sleep in. Uh, and I will also make sure that I set up boundaries that are really important and like kind of defined to have myself be prioritized. So for me, it's self-care is all of that as well. And like the communication that I have, like all these components are self-care beyond just like, you know, the obvious things of like massage which obviously is amazing or naturopath or being in nature laying on the ground like all of these things it's just like it's a way of life and how I really brought it in and brought even more heightened uh, I guess like importance to this was definitely from I'm just going to go into it go from (laughs) last year it's going to be coming up to a year point where I was in Portugal and I had a breakdown there. I had a psychotic break. And this is the first time I'm actually speaking about it publicly. Um, I've spoke to people about it intimately and personally. And uh, when that happened, it was because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was barely sleeping for like three weeks straight. I was in dramatic, insanely like toxic relationships that were just keeping me into this like spiral and uh pulled me off of like my truth of my journaling of you know going to the beach and like making sure that I'm cleansing and like getting into those rituals um things that seem seemed almost like they weren't that important like meditation like all these like kind of like things that you think that aren't important it literally I'm not even kidding you like spiraled me into the point where I ended up being in the hospital in Portugal and it was one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever had in my life and it shaped me into who I am today like I feel so much stronger but it and I'm like so much more true to myself because of that moment and self-care self-nourishment like all of those places like in component of like taking care of myself from like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like all of those different elements, like it is something that I put as number one priority, like to, because it's, it not only healed me, but it also made me realize like that was the, the point where I got off of just not taking care of myself to that higher standard that I need because I'm very tapped in. I'm very sensitive. I feel people's energy, which is also a superpower of mine. And at the same time, it's something that like put me into the spiraling of something that I couldn't control at all Mm -hmm. and being delusional and all those things. And, and I want to just, you know, share this as well as just being like there's no there's no shame around it you know there's just there's so much that like I feel like needs to be highlighted in this and also it's important to know that we need to be taking care of ourselves like we have so much inputting constantly in us like from different places and the more and more that you open up the deeper that your channel is, the more that there's space for you to feel depleted and run down and overwhelmed. And hopefully like never like to that point where I had it, but like it is crucial. Wow. I love what you've just said, you know, that 
the more you open up, the deeper you open up, the more you are able to get more depleted. So the more you have to give to yourself, because this is something that I've noticed that the more I'm expanding and growing, the more I've had to radically create boundaries and learn how to pour into myself because I noticed that I'm giving so much of myself. So mm -hmm. I've had to pull back and learn how to pour into myself so that I don't deplete myself. I think that is something that comes with, I think self-awareness and just knowing that if you keep going, you will deplete yourself. And it takes a lot of just like inner work to notice that. Mm -hmm. 100%. It yeah. does. Like it's, it's, it's the components of like, like I always say, like the inner design, because my background is in interior design from years ago. So it's like, it's so interesting how it shapes us in different ways. But like for me, it's like inner design, like, like within ourselves is, is how it's going to like, literally ripple out and have an effect on what we are designing outside of us and the, mm -hmm. the ability to like have different structures and things kind of come to life because I see I see like our journey our life or our lifestyle or like creations that we have outside of us as being this this thing that's constant it's like there's a pulse to it there's a life to it there's an appreciation to it appreciation to me is also like you know lifting up to another higher level right it's, it's something yeah. that's circulating there's energy around us so intentionality behind all of these components is like mm. massive yeah wow I like that the intentionality behind all the components so Agnes, what does money mean to you? If you had to describe money to an alien, what would you say? <laughs> I love this question. I wrote it out and I was like, I don't even know what I said in that anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, money is constant circulation of frequency of energy uh, is level of like being able to choose to amplify your choices to like really stand for what you want and like, and also give back to the things that are important uh, to you. Like, I think it's very unique to every individual person. And it is, it's, it's like, for me before, I think definitely there can be a charge around it. And like, if you once if you don't do work around money, but now I see it as, like this beautiful thing that's constantly like around us I do have a belief that like essentially like money does grow on trees because it's something that's constantly like circulating it's here it's available to all of us and and of course there's the physicality of money but then also like I see it as just like the abundance that is constantly around us like mm -hmm. um the gifting of for instance like for me like I have incredible people that are extremely generous with me with being like, here, you need to get away. Here's my house. It's gorgeous and huge. And like, go and be in this mansion and like play and like eat all I my that about you. Yeah, eat all this organic food and just do everything. And like, and by the way, our assistant's showing up and cleaning up the kitchen and doing all the dishes for you and you don't have to take care of anything. And I'm like, wow, like it just like so money to me 
in other people's lives also reflects like what I want in my own personal life. It's like, Mm. there's a mirror constantly, like, like living in Canada, for instance, coming here and like seeing the like wealth that is around me. I'm like, wow, like that's possible. So possibility also gets to be present Mm. with money. Um, So it's, it's interesting because like sometimes people see money in the opposite where I see it as just like being able to, you know, have art be present, um, to have like food that nourishes us. It's, It's something that is literally replenishing us constantly and like here for us. And how I would, I guess I would explain it to an alien. I have no idea. I don't remember what I wrote down on that. (laughs) I'm like, ah, Um, (laughs) it's like a circular, like I just, it's like an energy. It's a force. It's something that is present that is needed uh, Mm -hmm. for us to be living and growing. And it's, um, it is a bit of like this, it's, it's an exchange that we're giving, mm-hmm. flowing with. I see, I just literally, so I see things randomly. So I, I saw like an infinity sign. I was kind of like, it goes out and comes back in, like the giving and receiving and like a dance between it all. Um, I see money so much more now as like a frequency and energy, something that is around rather than what is like the worthiness of yourself in the bank account because everything's around us like everything is created from wealth you know from money essentially yeah oh that's everything is created from money eventually or everything can eventually be sold for money (laughs) because of the world that we live in (laughs) yeah but um Hopefully not everything though. I backtrack because <laughs> I actually don't want to put that out into the universe. I don't want mountains to be sold for money. I don't want the ocean to be sold for money. I don't want forests to be sold for money. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want them to be cut down for paper and then for money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, but like basically money is needed to live. <laughs> That is an unfortunate fact. I mean, less if you own land right now and then you can farm your own land, then go for it, guys. And we can really start cutting out the food companies and start eating beautiful organic food. But yeah, for the most part, money is needed for various things. So Agnes, you spoke about a deeply traumatic event right now about like your psychotic break. And I just wanted to ask, before you went on this deep journey, you've always been, you've been a yoga teacher, you've been on the self-development journey for a while, right? So what has been, have you changed your definition of trauma? as you've in the last year, because I mean, this year has deepened your healing because of what you experienced in 2020. So have you started to look at trauma differently? Have you started to see it differently? Mm. Uh, Yeah, I actually, it's interesting because before, before that happened, 
I don't even think I had a relationship with trauma. Mm. I didn't understand it really mm. like and it gave me a deeper dive into it and understanding that there is like smaller things and bigger things and also depending on how you experienced it it is it is the the level that you want it to be in the sense that like one person might not think it's like a huge deal like I guess like and then another person deeply felt the impact of that and because I was like I guess like almost like exposed to it so intensely and quickly that it made me start to reflect on other things that I actually ignored Mm. that I didn't um I kind of like even though I definitely have been in like the personal development and spiritual healing and like growth and evolution of all of that like for the last like over 10 years like intensely uh I started to like look back at certain moments I'm just like wait a second like I kind of slightly like bypass that and then go into it deeper and this like past year since 2020 till 2021 right now, like has really made me like not only kind of pinpoint and like start to unravel and look at like the traumatic experience of, of having that incident happen to me and that breakdown happen to me. But it also like started to make me look at other things from my past like like different sexual like assaults that I've had. I've also like had um, some like I had a moment this year where um, it was like a pretty much a PTSD of like kind of remembering everything that happened because of one of my friend's abusive um, husband now ex and everything's shifted and changed out of that but essentially like there it was like holy crap we're just like constantly exposed to it but it's like a level of like almost like I feel like I was just like numbed out with my positivity like I'm very optimistic I'm very bubbly yeah I want to talk about that yeah (laughs) just like backtrack a little about what you mean by numbed out of positivity because Mm -hmm. who you've just touched on one of my (laughs) points which is like you know how like everybody rushes to be grateful to be super positive this is not happening I am this is the best thing to ever happen even though it's like you are going through a deep trauma right now, so quick to turn that around. What do you mean by out by positivity, like by your own positivity? How do you see yourself using positivity to numb out and to maybe even just bypass your entire lived experience or gaslight your entire lived experience? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because essentially it's like, it's almost like the way that I was raised. Is it like it was pretty much like oh yeah like you're you're strong enough you could move forward right like um other people are struggling like this is not a big deal Mm. look look at your life like you have you're much more you're privileged Mm. it was almost like this constantly comparison around Mm. it Mm. and like for me 
because it was definitely easy for me to be in gratitude and appreciation. I, that was like how I got in. I think like a lot of people get into personal development, spiritual work being like, everything's bubbly everything's good like the lightness of everything is like cool like ah, like all this like it's almost like heady like like spiritual like la di da di da like la la land mm. all of that like I'm just like oh it feels so good it's a light like ah, like and I think most people are attracted I know I was attracted like to um like before I started doing the work seriously I was really attracted to positivity because the positive movement, the positive thinking movement, because it said to me, you never have to feel this pain. If you just are grateful enough, your life will change in the blink of a second. And I think it took me a while to start asking myself, um, why am I so desperate to never feel the others the stuff that I'm truly feeling why do I only want to feel like everything completely changed you know because my belief was that oh my gosh I'm going to be able to say think like literally dance myself into (laughs) my financial freedom because I came to the work with my deep financial panic and anxieties right and everything's going to change Mm-hmm. And that don't quite happen for me. Mm-hmm. 100%, so yeah. I feel like most of us come into the space because when we're told about being positive, we believe that positivity is the tonic to the pain. Mm. And it is really. So we kind of go overboard with it because we think if we're just positive enough, I never have to feel this pain that I'm carrying. And I never have to go uh, to deal with this baggage, be it the financial issues, the financial baggage or my romantic baggage or something like I'll just visualize and affirm and the right partner will come and it will be happily ever after. And there'll be no narcissistic tendencies or abusive tendencies or whatever. It will just be happy (laughs) and then we realize that the area that we're struggling most in is is often the area where we'll start attracting the things that we're trying to hide and keep hidden so that they come to the surface and those things are going to test us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I get I totally feel that because like I I see it as almost like not being in like the fullness the richness yeah. of, of experiencing all of your emotions, all of your experiences, mm-hmm. all of your lived moments of things that have happened. It's, it's like there's this avoidant relationship that happens around being like, I'm gonna, it's almost like there's like, I'm gonna ignore this. I'm gonna put this on the sideline because I can be positive and uplifted and I'm going to be on like I have nothing against Abraham Hicks but it's almost like there was definitely moments from some of like there's been moments where I'm like oh I'll just be on the flying disc and like the vortex and all that like always in the vortex just step into the vortex (laughs) yeah oh right like but it's almost like wait a second like that just means that you're literally like become your own individual 
bubble mm-hmm. of like per- almost like protecting yourself this is an experience for me as well has been like yeah. I protected myself so deeply and like avoided so much of like things like any any negativity that is around me I was like no I'm not I'm not ready for that I'm not exposed to that and, and but it made me even more triggered because there was not moments where I could I could even receive somebody I couldn't see somebody in their pain and I couldn't like couldn't feel it because like there wasn't that fullness and that richness and that nourishment I see it as like soil like if soil it doesn't have enough nutrients in it it will become dirt which is not useful Mm -hmm. which we don't want that to happen in the planet of course like all for like you know how do we circulate different you know things to then have that literal literal wealth of like our own emotions and experiences because that's the fulfillment like that's when I started to experience fullness in my life before I'd be like why am I sort of depressed right now like I'm positive I'm thinking positive I've gratitude for all these things but it was just like like I would feel lonely because it was there was no depth of connection I was literally like almost like isolating myself so much so where I became my own little island where all the beautiful things were happening perceived Mm -hmm. good things and there was no depth of connection with each individual like with individual people or groups of people where intimacy and connection is ultimately I know this now like that's the human experience that's what you know that's what elevates that elevates us that's what amplifies us that's why like we look forward to listening to people you know having conversations because it's just like like we want to belong we want to become part of something and like if you avoid any part of your emotions like from the deepest anger rage grief like to the like to um you know if you don't feel that you will never feel the bliss the ecstasy to that spectrum like that expansive way that you could like that is something that I've learned over this this past year especially it's like holy crap like I'm literally feeling intense pleasure because I went into the deepest darkest things that I never wanted to look at and that's that I stand behind now and I tell people I'm just like go deep don't numb out right I'm just thinking your analogy your analogy of the soil is so powerful because you know the soil that has like all the dirt all the worms also has all the nutrients has all that that's how the flowers grow but the soil that doesn't have any of that and is like dirt clean nothing's happening they also can't grow anything and we work so hard to just be these super perfect people without any of these like shadows or these dark things or we don't want to explore our dark sides but there's so much depth to that and I love that you just said that this about like as you went deeper into the trauma you started to get more pleasure You know, can you talk to us about pleasure and how your relationship with pleasure started to change as you started to work with the trauma? Because I truly believe that pleasure work and trauma work are literally like mirrors of each other that I also have had the same experience. Like it was really hard for me to truly even feel pleasure in my body, you know? 
And until I started to do the deep work around the trauma in my body. And that was like shocking to me until, and until I started to love and accept the shadow or dark parts of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so scared to go into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's almost like my identity is very in the light, in the like bubbly, like, oh, Agnes is everything like kind of put together, like um, perfect, almost like the perfection, the good girl. Like I was like very identified with that, even though I thought I was unraveling a lot of that. Um, it was like, like, it's almost like I wanted to just be like in the, mm, the word I'm trying to think of, pretty much like the childlike, naive kind of innocence. Like I'm really like that's where I lived majority of my life was kind of like in the avoidance and like the child like like kind of like space where I'm I'm never gonna grow up type of thing right yeah (laughs) but that's how I didn't let myself go into the darkness and the responsibility of that because I honestly thought that I was going to completely fall apart Mm-hmm. and never be able to like come back together and I was going to lose myself because I identified mm-hmm. so deeply with like the lightness and all that yes. but both of those like it was almost like that was none of those were true like the identity of that wasn't true for me like pleasure now is like I have such a deeper relationship to it because Oh, like I appreciate it not from a space of like I have to write this down and a gratitude list nothing against that I love that we've done that together like I think it's amazing <laughs> to do that and amplify that but it's like but it's it's just like can we like first clear some of the gunk the stuff that isn't working because nothing beautiful I mean a lotus flower I guess but anyways there are <laughs> like there's always like paradox and like you know ironic things about these things because as they say in Nietzschean Buddhism a lotus flower grows in muddy waters <laughs> exactly <laughs> but essentially like all of it needs to it's like coexisting yeah um, even with that example of the lotus flower right it's like there's a coexisting between all of it so pleasure gets to really be amplified and even like for instance like um going into like sexual healing right like getting yeah. into those moments where you're like wow like like I'm clearing this and it is through pleasure but it is painful because it's still like there's moments even if you think about like a really great massage it hurts a lot of times it can be like oh my god don't touch me there like it's just but then yeah. or like, even like for instance like after I got back from Portugal like I was getting regular massages working through the trauma as well and there were certain points where he'd press into my body and I was like like stop like I was like I can't handle this pain but after it's just like 
oh, okay. Cause there's just like this relief. There's this ability to like get it out of your system and move it through. Um, and then you feel there's more space, I guess. That's essentially what it is. There's more spaciousness that could happen. And then our bodies can heal because there's an ability to kind of like move mm-hmm. through that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally resonate with that. So I, I really, really love that you've just mentioned all that because I think that coexistence is the fact that we are all, most times, I think it's so, it's so human nature to just want the pleasure without wanting to go through the deep dark stuff. And sometimes you don't have to, you can just get the pleasure, but often as you go into this healing journey and you heal even more, the pleasure will like, the pleasure that you get once you start introducing pleasure and doing pleasure work is just out of this world. For me, I remember like when I started doing this came through for me a lot when I started doing Tantra yoga and Tantra mm. yoga, because this was so hard for me. I was like, I do not want to do the womb stuff. This is awful. I don't want to go into these spaces. Plus I'm going into this money uh, trauma-ish like when does this stop and now I'm like okay I get it <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing what this is about like I'm understanding all the stuff that like it doesn't it's not either or that everything is existing and it's holistic mm-hmm. right and I love what you also said about like how we tend to limit ourselves our identities it's lovely to see ourselves as just light beings just good people all that but the truth is that to be human is to be capable of great great good and to be human is also to be capable of great evil all of us are capable of this and so to be human is not only light is that we also carry some dark within us and some light and we can be either or and at moments both these sides of us serve us, you know, in different ways. So this is why people can be like, oh, that person, she is such a bee. And someone else can know you and be like, oh my God, how could you say that? She's the most incredible human ever. She's so giving, she's so generous. Both these can be simultaneously true. Mm. They're not either or. I could have been the worst human to another person. Like I say to people, some people have experienced me now as super awesome and super generous. But like some people have also experienced me when I was $60,000 in debt and not responding to to their phone calls like well over a decade ago, thankfully. But like they've experienced me as a person who would borrow money and would never return it and wouldn't respond to phone calls or anything. And then they've also experienced me as the person who called them back maybe five years after loaning money from them and doing my own little... 12 step program around money no I don't want to make a joke about that but like literally I went back to everyone and I'd been guys I'd owed people for like 10 years and I literally was like do you remember I owe you money here (laughs) you know so people have experienced those two sides of me and some people were like yeah I'll take my money but yeah like maybe I'm not going to trust you with money again but most people stayed friends with me 
do not ask me why. <laughs> Some of those people are still my closest friends and they still ask me if I need anything. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> right? But they could have easily have just been like, you know what? I'm good with you. This was such a crappy move. But I think like also they got to see me change my way. So it is mm-hmm. my whole point of all this is to say we, it, we are everything. And at times we have been incredibly good to some humans. And at times we have been incredibly mean or unnecessarily mean to other humans because that is part of the human experience. And we get to forgive ourselves and we get to accept all those parts of ourselves and learn to love all those parts of ourselves despite all that. So thank you for that, Agnes. Mm -hmm. So I also wanted to ask, I have not forgotten, and I'm sure everybody's like, please, can we get to the flirt queen? So I have gone through all this and you've had this incredible discovery that, okay, I need to heal my trauma and it deepens my pleasure how do you then get to the flirt queen? And the other thing that I think is so incredible is that you don't just teach flirting. Mm -hmm. You also teach people how to flirt with life. How do you go from that to, hey, by the way, guys, like life is fun. You can flirt with life. What does that even mean? Mm. Ah, Yeah, so it's so... It's almost like I needed to come back into full integrity Mm. to who I am and like really claim it and really own it from, from a different space. I think if I, if I announced that, or I said that like a few years ago, there would have been a different kind of energy around it. But now it's like, there's an intentionality behind it. There's like a direction. There's like, um, like almost like there's like this, like I'm gonna stand taller, like a regal, like luxury around the flirt queen. There's because of knowing who I am and like my, my worthiness of how, I'm like perceived in the world and like my energy. So there needed to be this, like almost like this bigness around it. But at the same time, like I wanted to bring my playfulness into it. I wanted to bring my curiosity around it. I wanted to bring my sensuality. Like I didn't want to dismiss any of these components about myself, these pieces about myself, because it is true. Like it's like, I needed, it's almost like it got excavated even deeper. I'm like, this is who I am. And like through flirting, like with, like, for instance, that's like definitely my motto for life, flirt with life. Uh, And through that, it's like, it's like, there's this like ability to like tease and foreplay and like, kind of like be with life and like allow yourself to like not take things so seriously, but it's not from a space where you're going to avoid things. Like, I feel like when there's an ability to kind of give yourself a little bit of like ease and freedom and permission to just be like, cool, we're just going to like be here and linger in this and like 
feel it out and kind of like tease it out and observe and get like curious and discover and explore like all these things is definitely a big part of like how I teach, how I coach, how I exist in the world, how I interact with people, how I am in friendships. This is a place where literally it's like there's a spaciousness to go into that full spectrum that we spoke on with emotions because it's like kind of like you know kids like when kids are in a space where they're just like open and present they get to experience everything there's no pressure it's like taking off a lot of those those weights that we perceive like that needs to be there the responsibility yeah and it's like oh it's just like it's it, it comes off differently than than like this aggressive like let's get to the answer or like make sure that things happen or go into the action about things that's like can you bringing in all of these components into just like even like the way that I you know I work you know I love to be in the world and just like kind of like have inspiration that's around me creativity that gets inspired uh, like how I interact with people it's the same it's like all of these things like it it really it creates depth without it needing to have that expectation essentially that's what it comes down to it's like you're breaking the, the expectation you're breaking the the like having to plan things out in the strategic way where this has to go in this like a rigidity like because the interesting thing is a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was very rigid, very put together in the sense of like my calendar would be like back to back with everything happening. I had like very big expectations and intentions around things. I don't even think I used the word intention back then, but it was just like more like my life was so, so extremely structured and like put together that it was, but because of that, it was so fragile. It was almost like it was like mm-hmm. on a stilt and it was like wobbly because I didn't have that root and that foundation Ooh. that like now I have the depth to like grow from because like, and that it was fragile. Like when it's because like- there was no foundation, Yeah, right? And I think that's the thing. We think that when our life is overloaded, that's when it's like, Ooh, it's so balanced. I'm so busy. I don't have time to sleep. It's like, well, the life, your life is literally you. (laughs) And if you are not having enough time to sleep, you're not having enough time to self-care. You don't have enough time to pour to yourself. That's you. You are the foundation of your life. So Mm -hmm. your life has no foundation there. Like the foundation is rickety. (laughs) Exactly. There's no malleability as well. It's kind of like mm. you, um, I used to work in an engineering company. So I have a good baseline of like the structure of things and like all that. So like if a, built, a bridge isn't built for the conditions that, that are going to happen or around it, depending on where it is in the world, it will fall apart, you know, because um, it's maybe too built, like too rigidity, like rigid, where it's like, it's going to, it's, there's no ability to for it to sway you know so it's like the the way that things have developed in the world now like people are understanding of it now differently than they did before because mm-hmm. it's like you're moving with the elements of life right that's essentially like for me that's what flirting with life is as well as it's like moving with okay the wind's gonna blow here I'm gonna kind of go in this direction kind of like dancing mm-hmm. through like but it's it's with 
it's with this deeper sense of like, I know my values. I know what I stand behind. I'm going to be this strong, beautiful being in this world, standing for myself and for others and their voices to be expressed and everything like that. And I'm going to allow myself to like be malleable, be flexible, but still Mm -hmm. have that deep rooted foundation where it's like, again, for me, nature always comes back in. It's like that nutrient, that strong tree that is able to grow and flourish and open up because it's not holding back from being like, no, I'm going to stay here. While literally, if you just move a little bit, it'll be much easier for you to even transform Mm -hmm. right if you kind of bring it back into your personal development it's like if you allow yourself to kind of like like bringing yourself into a little bit of a different edge like it's easier to have the transformation kind of happen because it is it isn't something that you're like pushing against you're just like moving and flowing with it rather than against it Hopefully that made made sense because I'm like okay. sometimes I have all okay, these so concepts. What yeah. I'm getting is to flirt with life and even flirting. Oh, guys, Agnes, like we'll have our Monday calls and she'll be like, "Yeah, I just had four dates this weekend." I'm like, "How? Like we spoke on Thursday or something on WhatsApp? Like what?" I love it because she'll just declare, "Oh, I feel like having dates," and then she'll be like. And I've had now four dates. This has been amazing. I'm like, wow. But what I'm hearing you saying is that to flirt and even to flirt with life in particular, which I think this is part of flirting with life because I've seen you do it, which is that, Mm. hey, life, I'm ready to go. I feel like dating this weekend. Send me people to date, right? And I've seen you do this. (laughs) <laughs> and then like you're like oh I've now got four dates and they all like these really gorgeous dates that you describe and just so awesome people from tone from just like these incredible life parts where you have fun I think part of that is to as you say it's almost like there's a surrender you don't go against life you just kind of like work with life mm-hmm. you know so um I think that's such a powerful I think, how do I say this? But like, it's a powerful aha moment for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. don't work against life, work with life. (laughs) So yeah, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So Agnes, as you've been on your healing journey, what have you, how have you seen your relationship with money change as you start to heal yourself it can be in small ways as to maybe attract money faster you have more ease like you've learned to slow down and that way money starts to flow more what are some insights and nuggets that you've had between the link between healing yourself um, and your healing journey and your finances and money your relationship with money Mm, such a beautiful question and thank you for bringing up the dates. <laughs> so fun. I have such incredible, it's so interesting. I literally go sailing sometimes to like a dinner here. It's I, like very fascinating. No, please do tell us some of those. Like guys, <laughs> I live, I tell Agnes a lot. I'm just living vicariously through you with your dating life because mine is non-existent. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah I'll definitely so I'll share about the healing money as well and then so yeah I'll like for instance with with dating like so I'm all about like offline dating like I think there's nothing wrong with like online dating and all those things but I think it's just really cool to be um in the world and like available and open and it's an energy around it like that the like you just open up to like people approaching you because you are in a space where you're like, cool, I'm open to this possibility. Yeah. But yeah, I've had some fascinating, fascinating dates. Like, yeah, the, definitely the, like, it's so interesting. Cause like men love to, men love to, like, it could be whatever relationship type of dynamic that you decide, but I'll speak to like men. Cause that's who I'm um, interested in dating personally but whoever you're you're interested in is beautiful um but for me it's just like a matter of being like okay so men or whoever wants to like court you and kind of like charm you they want to like be generous with you and I think most women or whoever that other person is that they're they they sometimes women like tend to kind of like block themselves from receiving that date I think We've had this on this show before. So guys, if you haven't listened to the interview I did with Mary Lou, I think it may be episode 25 or something. Don't quote me on that, but go look for episode 25. We talk a lot about receiving and that. Yeah, like I've had that. Like, I mean, I've, I don't know if I've shared on this podcast, but I've had men gift me with cars. <laughs> I've been gifted with vacations I've been gifted with all sorts of interesting things and then something really weird happened this is why I started working with the relationship coach guys so if you listen to that episode you hear all about my drama somewhere in the midst of all this right like I was going along my merry way in my life all these things happening and I was okay until um, I started dating one of my exes and I was $60,000 in debt, right? And he offered to pay my debt all at once because he could afford to. And then it's like I flipped a switch. (laughs) Since then, like when I left that, A, I refused and I would cry all the time and he would get annoyed because it's like, why are you crying? I offered to pay off your debt. Like, what is this? And he felt like I was rejecting him and I would literally have screaming fights with him and be like, you don't trust me. You think that I need you to look after me. Oh my gosh. And I don't know, like up until then, I was receiving a lot from men, right? I left that relationship and like something happened to me and receiving. I promise you, like I started dating men where even, (laughs) I kid you not, Agnes, like I remember going out to dinner. Oh, do I share the story or not? What the hell? (laughs) I remember going to dinner out in, I was in London at the time as I was visiting. I hadn't, I lived in London, but then I was visiting and this guy asked me on a date, went on a date with him. The bill was like five pounds, five pounds, you guys. And he made us split it. (laughs) Wow. So it wasn't even a nice restaurant if it was five pounds and it was in London. So that was, and I had just, that was like the second time 
So this was like the first year of this receiving block that I had experienced. Mm. And this was like the second time. So the first time I'd actually dated a guy for a little longer and this had been the splitting of thoughts had happened. And I was very, very freaking confused, you know, because that had never happened to me before, ever. Like it, up until that point, it had never happened. Like I'd always had my bills paid for everything. So I was just like, so now I had this happen. And mm-hmm. like with the five pound date, I was like, and embarrassing as it is, I just continue to see the guy. Oh, <laughs> oh. So like I'd gone and I just, I was really confused. You know, I thought things would change and then they just didn't, you know? And then actually that's when I, I remember walking away from that and I was like, from that entire dynamic and was like, I have a problem. I, mm-hmm. I've developed some kind of problem and I don't know what it is. So that was before, like I had already started with inner work and trauma work, but I had never tied, I thought it was still money work. I had not really tied it to receiving and pleasure and Mm. relationships and stuff. I thought like, this is problematic. My money stuff has just taken the next level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, like, it's all the work, but I, yeah, I didn't see it as a receiving issue at all. I had to start doing the receiving work to start at least clearing some of that yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of times difficult it's especially if you're like an independent woman where you're like I can make my own money like I could take care of myself all these things it's like a lot of times that doesn't equate to being like okay cool I'm just gonna lean back a little bit and allow you to treat me and like give me this and be generous because I think I don't know for for me it's like a it's like a yeah this needs to happen like I've gone in some I remember one date that I went on that was amazing like so he he literally like I met him at a this is years ago I met him at a like a event and uh he started like listening to me like whatever he started asking me different questions like that and I didn't even like pay attention to exactly what he's talking to me about but at this point in my life I had this whole thing about being like just date a lot of people like you never know like just give people chances which is different for me now and (laughs) (laughs) much more particular (laughs) so at the end of that, that brief conversation he's like can I take you out on a date and because I wasn't really that interested I wasn't really paying that much attention to him at that moment but the interesting thing is somehow within that conversation he must have asked questions because to curate this date that was literally like pinpointing specific things that like one of my favorite areas in the city the fact that I love art galleries and he um, took me to a private like he organized like a private art gallery as showing um oh, I wow. just, just for the two of you just for the two of us yeah oh I love that. first date uh he, first date oh my gosh this man was really pulling out all the stops I love it yeah so it was essentially like that. all the stops but he really was paying attention and making it special because exactly we all remember that right yeah especially from that first event right like that first event that we met and then he just planned this date that I was like so 
it was unexpected. Everything was a surprise too, which I also really love. Like I love surprises. And then um, he took me to this one restaurant, which I love like hidden gems. And we essentially like walked through this one area. I was like, where are we going? And it was just like this most romantic, like kind of like twinkle lights lit up, beautiful restaurant. And it was like a really gorgeous date. I still remember to this moment. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason I bring this up is because like at the end of it, so he paid for that date, but the next time, like he asked me on a date before even going on a date, he's like, it's like, so I paid for all this. Like, I like, organized it all. Now it's your turn. Like now you're going to pay. I was like, you know how much I was pushed off of that? That, like, wasn't tr- that wasn't giving though. Exactly. It was pretty much like, I need to just, I need to receive back right away because of everything that I gave to you. Yes. Yes. It's okay, a lesson that, to like, kind of, that is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of people mess up in like relationships and date in, in dating, we'll say dating and flirting. Cause it's almost like you're doing a great job, but you're not really true. Like, I think it's just like, it's like, are you trying to put, put on a performance? Are you trying to prove yourself? Are you trying to like, kind of please me and like, get me into a specific situation where I feel like I'm tied up. Cause I've definitely have experienced that where I'm like, there's moments where I'm like, wow, this individual seems to be amazing in this, in all these ways, but then you really get deeper into it. And like, you're, you were just playing that role. So yeah, it's all performative, right? It's not exactly. like this is who you truly are. And the problem with performances is that at some point, every performance comes to an end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like, I think, the most important thing to remember for each person that's like listening is just like be really just be true to yourself like of course mm-hmm. there's a level of like elevation that you could do in every moment like you could like mm-hmm. I love like for instance like for my zoom dates and um, girlfriend dates and all that like I, I love dressing up for it just like for them like it doesn't it's not a necessity it's not like they asked me to but it's like feels really good to do that and it's like it elevates who I am and how I how I am in that interaction in that conversation so just like you could definitely show up in an elevated way but still be true to you don't do it like don't like start buying something that you would maybe never wear because you think that person is I don't know wealthy and like you're just getting broke because you need to buy buy all these designer clothes just be true to yourself like and be allowing yourself to like have that person receive you that you are for who you are but then at the same time it's like this growth that can happen Mm -hmm. because it's also not just about us receiving another person I think it's also about allowing another person to receive us Mm -hmm. right and like oh that's so powerful because I think it's like most of us when we're in performance mode the person is receiving the performance, not the authenticity of ourselves. And so then we think like, we just need to keep up the performance until there's a relationship. And then we're like, but you don't really like the true me when all, when the performance goes away. And it's like, yeah, that's because they never really got to know the true you, right? They never got to know the truth of us. So Thank you for that. Okay, so onto the relationship with money. How has that changed yes. as you started your healing journey? Okay, so for me, oh, I 
it's it's dramatically it's dramatically <laughs> changed um money comes to me much more easily because I don't have a block to receiving it it's actually perfectly tied to what we were just talking about as well um I have a relationship with it and the like I like like to date and be with it and flirt with it and it's like I also have I'm very um intentional with like where I put money like so before um I was like in I think it was over thirty thousand dollars of debt when I was working like full-time and I was like very much in a space where um I was partying drinking a lot like just keeping up with like the city life and like needing to be part of everything and then uh, working full-time and then the interesting thing is I was actually doing my teacher training which was another 25 hours on top of my 40-hour work week like I was just like in this in this performance of like being a particular person yeah I mean kept on like running away from me Essentially, I'm like, where's it going? Where's it going? Because I was just like, literally, like spending it very uncomfortable. I love that. You're like, money is just like running away from me. Where's it, going? <laughs> it wasn't like it was not like a true place where it wanted to live. I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Like, you aren't mm-hmm. like you're you're neglecting who you are. You're just like you're damaging your yourself in like so many ways you're surrounded by people that are toxic that aren't good for you. You're living life that you're you're not even like ignited about you're faking it essentially it was just like this mm-hmm. faking constant thing so like money is a currency and like that- as a lover you're like that lover that money comes in sees that you're performing and it's like I don't like this lover like who yeah. is she gonna be in the next second you know exactly it was just this this constant thing of like needing to be liked by everyone needed to like Mm -hmm. all these kind of like very much like in a completely different place so it made now it makes so much sense that like money like literally yeah was like nope I don't want to be in a relationship with you I'm out of here kind of like and then being in like that thirty thousand dollars of debt and the moment that I started becoming more loyal more appreciative more like intentional more like I'm cherishing everything that I have like but from this abundance of like white oh, desire to buy like like um ear can um noise canceling earphones or whatever they're called headphones he- headphones <laughs> um that are like six hundred dollars I'm like oh but I like love and appreciate them and I even gave them a name like it's just like it's one of those things it's like when you when you like appreciate everything that's around like this is my experience has been like what I've appreciated when I've been very intentional with it like because of the work that I've been doing and it wasn't like I was also facing the 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 thing that I grew up with like the trauma around money like how you know my parents were very much avoiding things and um, all of these things, like it made me get into a healthier, more fulfilled relationship where I'm like, okay, cool. It's getting circulated. I'm very intentional with how it comes in and where it lands. It has a home. It feels safe. It feels nourishing. It's like, there's like, there's, it's like, there's no, there's, it's, it's almost like I was talking to my financial advisor about this yesterday, actually. Like I was like, you know, since I've started working with him, which was a couple years ago, um 
like I told them I was like the biggest shift that changed it was just like there's like I don't have a charge there's not like a trigger around it it's like it's more neutral which feels interesting because it's like before because of my personality I thought I needed to like have those highs and lows and it's almost like that turbulence like it felt almost like exciting and good but truthfully when you have the stability the foundation the not the the charge it is your body doesn't come off of like the the space of like your nervous system feels good and it's grounded and it's it's just it's like there's the ability to have yeah, it's just like, it feels, it's like a neutral space. Then that's when things just come easier. And to me, it's also like the different opportunities that have stepped into my life that I, I'm like one of the most appreciative type of person. I will thank people a thousand times because it's like, it's true for me. Like that's yeah. how I am because like, I really, like I see the value in di- different forms of currency yeah 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 I really really love that hey um I think all that you've said (laughs) I love what you've said about that there's no charge because most people seem to think that you want to deal with money when you're like on a high and like you're feeling powerful I'm like Actually, no, because you want to be neutral and calm around money. <laughs> that will make a huge difference. And also your nervous system not going all haywire. Because I think most of us are unaware of just how like the body lets us know when we are triggered and when we're in a state of trauma. And most times when the body is firing up all sorts of charges, that is a warning to just like slow down. And most of us are going, are feeling all those sensations when we're dealing with money and then we're reacting and blowing up. And that's mm-hmm. when we're making the worst financial decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. So really, really love that advice. Okay. So can, do you mind sharing uh, three lessons that you've learned from your healing journey? Just about healing, life, trauma, money, anything. So just three lessons that you've learned as you've been going on your healing journey that you feel could help others as they going on their own journey. Mm. <sighs> community is huge. Uh, connection, community, intimacy with people, like don't undermine it. It's super important, like have it allow yourself to be in that allow yourself to also like be sharing yourself from rawness from vulnerability from your from your deepest truth like arrive from where you are and just like let yourself be like pretty much like naked in like the the essence of who you are because people want to hold you they want to see you they want to acknowledge and like elevate you and celebrate you. And the world is a is needing more people that are united together because that is what's going to amplify not only your own personal healing, mm-hmm. but the world's healing. I think that's like one of the my most important um, journeys that I've taken. And it's also the, the biggest um, value that I stand behind is, is connection and community. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, mean, I feel that like this is how I've met you, right? It was like, I just decided I want to be in community with other entrepreneurs in other parts of the world that are on the same journey. And I want to share vulnerably and share of myself on this journey. And yeah. like the more that I've done that, it's also why I moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, every time I've done that and I've allowed myself to open up and be in community and to connect with others, my life has expanded and deepened and I've learned so much along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, healing is also very much a collective thing. Mm-hmm. We tend to think it's an individual thing that first I will heal and then like I'll come out and say, this is what I did to heal and then follow me. And it's like, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> Often healing is happening within the collective when people are seeing you vulnerable, crying. Guys, the amount of times I've like done crying videos. <laughs> on my student in the money magic student group I've gone on my Facebook profile and done like whole rants on things and just been angry and fought with people about things community like let people see you let them know your heart this is how we all heal exactly exactly (laughs) I would also say like you are more capable and resourceful and strong like than you ever thought was possible like you could pretty much go through anything like don't hold back literally go into it be in life be in experiences have those difficult conversations like like live full out like like allow your emotions to be like held and experience everything that's like the richness and fullness of life uh and like really really show up for all that because you'll find your your next level of like like just you're gonna blow your own mind which is incredible like it's so powerful and don't like I don't know like it's like almost like don't you want to experience the like everything while you're here on this world like that you have to experience like I just like, I can't get enough of like life. And I'm just like, I just want to like be in it even more. It's like, I have this eagerness, like this life, like force that's like running through me. Um, and like, I, and it's also just like, you know, circulate that, allow it to be felt, like show up, like let your heart be broken. Let it be opened up, like fall in love. Like all these things is like definitely like show up because you're capable of more than you even thought. Mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. and then let's give one more <laughs> there's nothing more to say to that except guys pause breathe it in think about it get a notepad get a journal this was amazing <laughs> the last <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh and like the la- like last thing on there's so much more like I feel like there's the healing journey has so many gifts constantly but oh it's it is like it is the space like the spaciousness to allow yourself to heal give yourself permission to completely rest to completely surrender to lean back like know that you're extremely held by 
whatever forces you believe in, like God, universe, angels, I love fairies, like, like your ancestors, it's like, allow yourself to like, trust that you can rest and heal and recover and like literally just let yourself be in that surrender surrender is not giving up it's like giving into what has been wanting to literally like I see it as like hands wanting to hold you and like allow yourself to like melt if you've never done a restorative yoga class go to it because it's one of the most powerful experiences like I've experienced especially after a car accident I was part of where I literally got to rest and like my body got to unravel a lot of the pain that it was holding on to because there's a lot that is within our bodies that we tend to forget about because we're on this fast forward pace of like business and keeping up and doing the next thing it's like no stop lie down rest take your time Oh, thank you for that, Agnes. That is just so powerful. Love it. And do you have one, I feel like you've shared so much with us, but (laughs) one exercise that you would recommend people do. So let's think about just like, if someone is thinking, Ooh, I think I want to go flirt with life. Do you have just one small tiny exercise that someone can do if you also want to do a dating exercise there's one that you shared with me but I don't want to influence you (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna let you choose which one you you choose for someone who's just feeling like they're ready to open up to life that they can just do either once a week or once a month even to just you know start opening up to life and flirting with life Mm, yeah so I feel like I feel like I might I actually will probably share the one that we were talking about because it's, <sighs> it's I thought of two things so maybe I'll share both um but for me I find especially as women we'll just speak to as women like we tend to close our body off we mm-hmm. protect ourselves we're almost taught that our front of our body for instance is just like is meant to be like protected and there's because there's a lot of exposure right like mm-hmm. you know, our chest our breast like our belly like our womb like there's just like our all womb is exposed exactly the like heart this is exposed the breast area is exposed oh my god it's, that's so scary <laughs> exactly there's a lot of that that especially like if you know there's a lot of body image stuff there's there's a lot of these uh, these things that you might feel once you experience this this like embodiment ex- exercise which is essentially like do something that a lot of men do which is like lean back open up your heart you could do this in the comfort of your own home but like challenges like and like I would challenge you to do it somewhere where you still feel comfortable and safe but maybe in public as well like I do this like I was speaking on like a train I would do this but literally like like you'd either go into the edge of your um, chair or like lean back completely onto something that feels comfortable and have your shoulders lean back like have your palms open up to the sky like 
open your heart. Let there be space also between the top of your ribs and to your belly all the way down to your, your yoni, like literally open your legs up as well. And like, have yourself to be like in a space where is this exposure, like mm. of like, and the belly, like, let it like drop like don't hold on to your abs don't don't do this out of performance as well like do it for yourself um maybe start at home at first because it will you'll start noticing by doing this action where you're literally opened up to life to whatever it is that it's like and there's this comfort of us like dropping down into your hips into the strength of your legs feet rooted toes spread out where you're just like landed palms lifted like heart open womb everything you're just like exposing this part of your body that a lot of us have a lot of potential triggers um trauma all of these uh, perceptions pressure like the way that a body should be looking like the way that we should be like holding our abs tight all those things it's like just let yourself almost like drop all of that and surrender into it and then breathe deep. You could do something where you add something, which is something that I love to do is just like literally like shake your body and like rock your hips Yeah. where you're activating and bringing in that sexual energy, the Kundalini energy into your body. And that's where you will start to notice where things will start to lift and open and shift for you but you'll start to also see like experiment with it and notice like if something comes up or like you know like a little bit after like how you are accepted and received by others around you because this is lifting your energy this is opening up it's creating space it's creating this like ability to be like I'm open and available to whatever it is but know that by the rooting of your feet by like even when you're standing and like walking and being tall in the world you're still rooted and grounded into yourself so this doesn't mean that you are accepting anything that comes to you you're still knowing and true to yourself but you're coming from a space where you're like more open to what is here what is available to you wow that is that is still my favorite exercise i really love that because it makes so much sense and what you said about opening up the heart one of my favorite poses is tabletop one of my favorite Mm. asanas is tabletop and like whenever i make people uh especially black women do this um pose black women from south africa in particular do this pose in my retreat people sometimes cry because of that right it's like you're open and I always like ask people to lean their head back so that and close their eyes so that they can't see because the guys if you know so tabletop you're gonna you guys just google the tabletop asana (laughs) just google tabletop position uh, position yoga because this will make sense if you don't know what I'm talking about and it's just like as they lean their head back and I'm like close your eyes and don't look what's coming it you literally can see how scared people get and then I'll allow them to like sit down and it's like what's coming up for you and so much fear around like I don't want myself to be open like that and not see 
you know, because mm. like there's so much around like anything can happen. So there's, I think um, what you've said is so powerful because our natural inclination obviously is to close ourselves off. That's why it's so scary to open up our heart chakra and not know what's coming. But I found that the more I do these kinds of poses, especially in yoga, it's, it's like made me a little bit more trustful of the world. I feel like I've often been very valuable. That's why I've been able to travel the way that I have. And I have lived in like 12 different countries and done whatever. But like a lot of it is often because I think like as you do more of that and you open up your heart to become and you are more comfortable with not seeing what's coming even in life it becomes and you learn and your body learns that it's safe to live like that and that you can trust you can have faith it becomes easier even in this world to take action and to not see what's coming next and maybe even to open up our hearts without us like planning five steps ahead in friendships romantic relationships family relationships about what is this person going to say if I say this they'll say this if I say this they'll say this you know and then this is how I will gain control again yeah so that's how I used to think years and years ago that yeah like I feel like as I've been on my healing journey that just like kind of just died away Well, the energy of the heart, I think it's, if I'm not, maybe you know this as well, but like, I think it's like a hundred times stronger, like the energy, the frequency of that heart is, I believe it's a hundred times stronger than the energy of the head or something like that. Right. It's something. So it's like, it's actually 5,000 times stronger. So the electro, yeah, I I wrote about it in Heart, Mind and Money and I did tons of research on it. Okay, perfect. It's like, um, I think it's, there's a 5,000 or 500 times, guys, like, <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since I've read Hot Minor Money myself. So it's like um, the electromagnetic pulses of the heart are, are a lot stronger than the mind. Mm-hmm. So that's why they say, like, if this is also why a lot of people talk about, like, feeling, um, if you want to manifest something, feeling it versus just, thinking it then if you can feel it it like starts to pulse out to the universe feel like you have it this is like thinking that you have it exactly exactly yeah Yeah. and we probably we probably could go on about like a whole other thing about specific exercises (laughs) between the two of you but we'll just give you a little (laughs) you've been so generous you've given so much of yourself and I can already see everyone nodding on the other side (laughs) so how do people reach you how do people get hold of you to work with you guys as you can hear Agnes is incredibly wise so definitely get in touch with her so how do people get hold of you Thank you. I appreciate this so much. I would say the best is probably Instagram is at the flirt queen. There's dots in between each, each word. So at the flirt queen. And then on Facebook, it's my first and last name, which will be in here. Agnes Sausch. Uh, and then you could just honestly like private message me. I love interacting. Like I love being in community and connection with people. I'll be putting out things, um, 
coming up for like the dating and flirting like I want to hear like what you're enticed by like what you want to hear more about all those things as well like so definitely reach out because I, I love building intimate relationships um so and I won't bite so you can reach out <laughs> oh I love this so guys you've heard it if you love hearing, uh, if you love this, please contact Agnes. And if you love this podcast, you loved what it was about, want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of this conversation. You can follow, um, you can uh, check out the other podcasts on pod, the other podcast episodes that we've done on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Please do leave us a five-star uh, rating on iTunes and then leave us a review on iTunes if you loved what this podcast was about. And do leave us comments on the YouTube channel. Thank you for all those comments, by the way. Leave us comments on Podbean as well. If you want to learn more about the Money Magic course, you can go check out wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. This is what this gave birth to this podcast. It's all about healing money trauma. And if we're not open for registration, you can get on the waiting list and you'll also get access to my seven day tapping into ancestral money wisdom um, training. So thank you so much once more, Agnes. Thank you so much, Money Magicians. I hope you guys have a fantastic day further. I will see you in next week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast which would really make my day also as a bonus if you're interested in changing your spending habits i have a complimentary ebook for you you can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook again wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.